Hello builders. Welcome to the Builders Club Startup Founders podcast. A podcast for founders to upskill themselves and understand the founder mindset. Every week, we sit with the best minds in the startup ecosystem and understand what it takes to start, run and scale businesses. This podcast is from one of our recordings of our water cooler conversations. A weekly community AMA where we get established entrepreneurs to discuss their strategies and their mindset in front of our community members. So sit back, relax and let's start with the episode. So first of all, uh, Kaushambi, uh, welcome to uh you know the water cooler conversations in the builders club this is now our 43rd edition uh welcome guys all of you guys this is the first event of 2022 uh from the builders club so welcome uh welcome uh all uh and and there are a lot of very interesting things which are happening within the club and i guess there is nothing better to start the week with other than one of uh you know one of the one of the entrepreneurs who has actually uh you know who's now in the process of i guess this is the third business koshambi the third startup in which in which you you are a part of and this is my uh second startup this is your second startup so uh so we'll you know we have today koshambi with us koshambi manjita is the founder and ceo of mason uh, she, uh, you know, she has has she has had uh, quite an illustrious past. Uh, started off her, you know, she she is an ISP grad. She's also part of the Ycom startup school. Uh, she's worked in companies like Paytm, Mintra, and has launched companies. Uh, you know, this is her second startup. She had launched Kubrick before this, uh, uh, and and which she launched, grew, and pivoted, and now she uh is for the past two years been the uh the been a part uh, of, of mason mason helps modern product makers and brand creators launch custom growth apps in minutes uh it's a kind of a no-code tool and we would love to hear more about this because uh a lot of you guys who are a part of the audience would definitely uh be interested in knowing more knowing more about how the whole no code uh, ecosystem works there might be a lot of questions around different products and tools so cause be ready for that um so we'll just jump into it cause first of all welcome to the builders club thank you so much for having me uh cause uh we usually start off the conversation with uh let knowing a little bit about uh about the personal journey uh, as in where exactly did you study and what exactly how has your professional life been your trajectory which eventually led you to to mason would love to hear a little bit about that sure thank you so much for again for having me um always excited to meet to meet um you know more makers builders uh product nerds in some way or the other so um uh, great way to spend saturday um so just step back a little bit been about 15 16 years old in um creating products now early in my career um right out of college um joined ibm commerce was in atlanta in the us for a while uh, at that point in time was working more in the supply chain side of e-commerce and um, you uh, most of I am sure the audience uh, has grown up in a world where Shopify um, has really helped teams come online and and set up your business online but uh, a while before that you know setting up your e-commerce business online was a was pretty much a pain and there was a lot of back-end back-office systems like your order management uh, inventory management, etc., that needed uh, to be implemented, and I was a part of teams, several teams that actually built that through IBM Commerce. Um, you know, uh, for customers like FedEx and DHL and all of that stuff back in the US. Came back to India um, around that time. Uh, was at ISB and. Uh, uh, really started noticing that a lot of interesting work was starting to happen. D- D2C 
while starting to explode back in the US and in India, um, there were a lot of great firms like Flipkart and Mintra, which were coming up, uh, ended up working at Mint- Paytm and then at Mintra. And uh, in Mintra, I was primarily hired to figure out how do you productize experience? How do you um, create a more sustainable uh, you know, business, e-commerce business, which is not just dependent on offers and discounts, but actually has, you know, a lot more engagement, a lot more loyal customers, etc. That was literally the problem statement. And yeah, post that. Uh, so a- as you can see, a lot, lot many years spent in e-commerce in some way or the other, uh, building products and launching and growing uh, and scaling um, uh, systems. And uh, post that, uh, about 2016, 2017, step back. I wouldn't call it a, I think when we're asking third or your, uh, you know, second startup, right? I consider it to be my second, uh, primarily because uh, the first one story, as, I, as we were uh, qu- quickly talking about, uh, was more a project. Uh, I wouldn't call it a startup. It was very early, very few users. Uh, we were in YC for it, uh, but um, uh, honestly speaking, uh, you know, at the scale that we were operating at, uh, you know, still trying to figure out product market fit, I would still call it more a project than really it becoming a company or a startup. Um, uh, but post, it was audio, something that very, very passionate about, and we wanted to do something about it in India. It didn't work out. Uh, but uh, ended up, uh, you know, uh, starting Kubrick. Uh, we raised seed for it. Uh, we got a bunch of customers. Uh, but around 2019, um, we realized that as we were working on Kubrick, which was more around AI-powered kind of like automation for e-commerce teams, started realizing that there is another bigger problem for uh, the e-commerce space, which is enabling business guys to actually build their own systems, right? And that's where no code, um, uh, the whole space was picking up. Very exciting for us, um, saw bigger opportunity. Um, yeah, and launched Mason in 2020, uh, right in the middle of the pandemic. So that's that's pretty much been the journey. Wow, wow. So that's that's a very interesting uh, uh, journey course. And I would probably love to dwell a little bit deeper about your experience in, in, in Mintra as well, because I guess, that kind of uh, you know became the genesis of uh, of of what uh, Mason is right now. So when you when you talk about can you can you dwell a little bit more deeper into what Mason does and how it does it? Sure, sure. And you actually are right. You know, like um, if I look back, I think a lot of the work that uh, I sort of did during Mintra, um, which was in in a in a very abstract way, it would be productizing experience. But what is what is experience? And when you talk about experience in e-commerce, it's about how do you create uh, you know better content? How do you ensure uh, you know your products, your product listings, your uh, uh, you know specifications around what sort of features you're talking about? How do you bring in social proof and customer? Uh, reviews and all of that soft sort of content back into and repackage and actually make it actionable and e-commerce first, right? So there was a lot of these uh, very community content uh, uh, sort of, uh, you know, charters, which needed to become systems. Um, So it was a very interesting experience. We ended up building out the monetization uh, brand engine. Um, It's still used by Minfact Minta and it's called the Look Good Platform. And uh, it basically powers your entire, all the content that you see, everything that you see on the Mintra app, um, you know, on the homepage, all the offers, all the top sellers, all the, all the brand pages, they, were all, they are all now powered by the platform that, um, uh, you know, me and my co-founder ended up building uh, there, right? So, um, yeah, definitely, uh, that was definitely a very interesting genesis because it gave us a very deep I would say first-hand experience on seeing the impact yeah. of how experience powers convergence, right? Online, um, for e-commerce, a lot, everything that you do, everything that as a brand that you want to focus on your customers needs to look good. Otherwise, we will not yeah. engage. As, as a shopper, if you're looking at products, you want to know more about it. You want to know who's buying it. How does it look? All of that, you know, very uh, soft 
I would say soft selling uh, parts of e-commerce, which um, literally is experience and powers us as consumers to end up doing something very tangible like buying, right? Like paying money for it, right? And uh, definitely that was a genesis. And, uh, um, uh, you know, over the years, we figured out that the gap in the ecosystem as e-commerce is scaling more and more, as more and more teams uh, have to come online um, to sell. And it's it's becoming even more evident during the pandemic, right? You, you have to come online, you have to set up your shop. But post that, what you have to do is you have to keep running your shop every day, yes. right? Which is essentially you run your sales, you run your, you create new products, you launch your products, all of that. So what's missing in the ecosystem is essentially a operating system, uh, almost like an OS for you. Yeah. And that, that's what Mason does. So it's an it's a it's a runtime OS for your e-commerce. It helps you automate all the everyday things that you have to do to make your store convert better. Um, and a large part of it is experience because you have to ensure that your uh, uh, you know when your business changes, when customers buy certain products, when customers don't like something, you need to repackage all of that information into good-looking creatives, good-looking content. Um, and and help others make better decisions. So, uh, to give a quick example, if you're on Instagram, for example, and you know you love a, you suddenly chance upon a Instagram story that has a great looking T-shirt, right? And you love it, you tap on it, and when you land on the store to buy it, you see that it, either it's out of stock or the color that you like is not there. Uh, so these things happen because. All of it's it's very hard to manage all of that, you know, offers and sales and all of that without having an operating engine in the middle, and that's missing today. So that's that's essentially what Mason does. Mm. So so from what I understand, and this is something which you know even we as a community face that the moment till the time you're a small company, it's well and good. The moment you hit you start getting scale, it becomes very difficult because these small small nitty gritty things become a pain for you to do it on a regular basis until the time there are the right processes or the right systems in place um it you know it's it's kind of a nightmare managing you'll you'll end up getting a lot of manpower for things which can very easily be automated and i think one of the good things cause about about mason from what i understand that if people do is since the whole e-commerce business in itself is kind of standardized you can actually create the right systems and processes and make it like a like an os which you people have uh, and and give them plug and play options to choose this feature enable this disable this and everything else falls into place you just put your put your color your brand guidelines here and uh, you know you can put in your your creatives here and everything else gets sorted in an automated manner yeah and and more importantly in e-commerce this whatever you are communicating is actually around your business right so it's around things like how much inventory is there uh, you know uh, what what price and discount do i want to offer right um it's it's about customer cohorts do i want to show uh, you know uh, cost versus uh, someone else do i want to, i want to show different products and i want to show different offers and i want to show different coupons and um if someone's buying a lot of products then you know that that product's becoming a bestseller right uh, so there is all of this data in a way right online and all that data is actually what you're repackaging constantly to create better business Right. Yeah. And that yeah. process, absolutely, as you start hitting product market fit, um, you know, as you start seeing, you know, one or two million dollars in GMV and you're seeing that, hey, my business is growing, um, you have to productize, you have to put systems in the middle um, and that uh, helps you scale. Um, and, and I'm sure it's, it's you are absolutely right. It's the same for any kind of business. Definitely true for e-commerce because there's so much data. Absolutely. So does does Mason talk mostly about getting the data and creating an automated MIS or do you guys also help in creating the different marketing collaterals and the product pages and all of these things uh, which can be created automatically? See, for uh, our, our 
we our focus is on empowering VSBs, SMBs, and MMBs, right? Like so, so we we don't work with enterprise teams, so we are not we are we are product led growth company. So our focus is not on enterprise right now. It's uh, in your long tail uh, of the e-commerce ecosystem, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, over there, um, for any and even for you, I, I would say when running a community that's really picked up and growing, you'd realize that for um, uh, you know, VSBs, SMBs, and MMBs, you really need a full stack solution, right? Um, so automation is definitely one part of it, which is essentially reading the data. So it's like, can I understand my data to take a decision? But then once I take a decision, I also have to ha act on it, right? Which is where creating your product listings, creating your, you know, banners, your offers, and ensuring that it's also up getting updated back in your store, back in your, let's say, emailers, back in your, um, uh, you know, your uh, direct marketing campaigns, your remarketing, all of that also becomes important, right? Um, so that's why even though the USP is that you can take your decisions and you can also act on it in one place without having a full stack solution for the VSBSMB segment, you would not get much adoption, right? So it, it because it, it's not possible for a young team to implement two other apps, for example, to also update their store and you know optimize their let's say campaign, right? So so full stack is very important for this segment, and that's why to answer your question, it's not just understanding the data, but what action can you take on the data, and can you also you know, repeat, learn from the actions and then optimize your decision. Got it. So, course, uh, thanks a lot about this. I, I think uh, a lot of lot of the guys here are waiting to get into the whole no-code segment. We'll probably jump into that. I guess a lot of, uh, you know, what you build is around no-code. Um, and, and you have seen the evolution of the no-code ecosystem. I myself have been a spectator uh started off with using bubble for creating our first mvp for a few products that we were experimenting on and then now mm -hmm. there has been a plethora of uh, of no code ecosystem you know pr products which are out there want to understand from you you have seen the whole ecosystem evolve um how i mean it's it's been empowering businesses now the way i look at it especially the guys who who are kind of uh you know who who, who know what they want but they don't know how to build it uh, would want to love would would love to take your perspective on it and how exactly is mason leveraging no code yeah and honestly speaking when you you know step back and look at a lot of different products and solutions which power businesses across generations right um start realizing that uh, you know in some way or the other no code Tools were always there. Maybe they were not co called no code, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, because the term was not there. Um, I mean, uh, uh, that way even uh, or low code rather. Like when you write, when uh, there was a huge generation of apps and solutions with macros that was that was built on top of Excel, right? And uh, that's low code, for example, because yeah. you don't necessarily need deep. Uh, you know, technology expertise to actually pick that up, right? But you can create great dashboards and, you know, use VLOOKUP and massage your data and actually create great little tools just on top of Excel, right? Um, so low-code has been there for a while. Low-code, no-code has been there for a while um, in different industries in different way. For example, I, I would say Canva is like a no-code version of a design product, right? Uh, because, uh, you know, Photoshop and uh, all of that, very heavy. You need to really understand design in depth, but Canva really no-codified it and made it very easy for you to pick up design and create design out of it, right? Um, uh, uh, similarly, Zapier made... Uh, doing quick little automated workflow so much simpler, right? So no code and low code in some way or the other has been around for a while. Um, in terms of adoption of, uh, you know, uh, how, why this suddenly picked up, I would say it actually started a little earlier in enterprises, which is usually not something that we we speak about or think about, but actually no code, low code solutions were more, 
uh, earlier adopted in enterprises because within an enterprise there's so much you, you we didn't really have to worry so much about experience a lot of times if the pain point is very sharp as as long as i can create a quick solution around it we will use it right so we i remember even back in ptm um you know for we were testing out uh, this whole uh, uh, first version of the wallet um and uh, we tried to wrap around a pay with atm like a paypal button sort of a pay with paytm button um you know on top as a wrapper around uh, uh, the paytm wallet right and uh, i mean that today is like a huge business in paytm that's about 5 million merchants in india using it uh, but at that point in time i think this was 2013 14 um i was responsible for uh, you know just launch it and uh, didn't really have a huge tech team and we at paytm we were literally working with uh, 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 outsourced app builders uh, robosoft team in fact uh, to create our uh, apps in uh, you know first versions right um so to create the backend for this whole pay, uh, pay with paytm which was like a paypal button uh, i remember we used like excel sheets for your creation uh, uh we use excel sheets for reconciliation we uh, you know literally um used gumroad for some of the uh, pop ups we just stitched together different solutions to sort of create the first version of the app just to see just to get it launched out and see if do people even want to use it right yeah so i think no code logo solutions initially were adopted more for prototyping for taking things to market by larger teams and but what's happening is that as the creator economy economy is exploding and um as you see more you know citizen developers sort of being feeling empowered that hey i have a problem i want to solve it myself and i want to create a sustainable business for me right um you see that adoption of no code and low code sort of move down to individuals too um and and i think that's that's the interesting part that it's it's becoming more democratized because now with bubble and with a lot of different tools that are out there uh, even individuals can actually leverage the power um, um on one side there is no code but also it ties very very well with the entire maker and passion economy and creator economy that you see completely exploding today yeah yeah because i think now you have the power to build whatever you want it's like you know the the having having a paint brush and a and a and a blank canvas and now you have the tools to actually do it yourself so it's kind of become a diy kind of a thing uh, a lot of people build small projects and just test test things out and if things go a lot of people have actually built complete businesses on on no code as well so absolutely so uh, cause how is uh, no code being adopted uh, in mason and how are you people leveraging that so for us uh, you know as i was saying the problem that we are solving and uh, you know if we step back again is that uh, we are doing for your stores every e-commerce is everyday business you know act- activities that you do uh, which is essentially how do you run a high performing e-commerce business right um so we are in a way shopify what shopify did for the e-commerce back office we are doing it for your e-commerce business operations right uh, so to run a high converting what shopify did essentially is that your backends was so complicated as i said in the earlier days you had like your inventory management system product information system uh, you know your uh, uh, your warehousing your uh, uh, order management procurement all, all of these had to come together to actually just set up something online like even if i want to take my retail business online all these different complicated systems had to come together shopify made it so simple they no codified it um and uh, you know they brought everything together into one simple platform uh, i don't need to know all these different complicated systems i just you know create my store on shopify they have templates i select a template i can you know it has it tells you i can literally on shopify you know go to oberlo and get even the products that i want to sell right so it really no codified creating your e-commerce back office but when what you still see today is that the e-commerce everyday business performance needs a lot of different massaging of the data and translating it into communication right uh, so that's 
So in a way, the analogy is what Shopify did for the back office. We are doing for the e-commerce everyday performance, right? Uh, so over here, um, if you see the person that, you know, who adopts Mason is the business guy or rather the founder for a small startup or for a small D2C brand. It's that founder himself or herself. Or uh, as the team grows a little bit, it's your e-commerce team. It's the business. It's e-commerce manager, right? And that person is a is a non-techie. <laughs> End of the day, they know their products. They know, you know, this is my, you know, t-shirts. These are the designs that will work well. These are, you know, the, um, the styles that will work for spring or for winter or whatever it is. So they know their products and they know their customers. But these guys have to rely on some kind of technology, you know, uh, folks or systems to actually power their business decisions. Because in the end, when it's online, it's all about data. Um, so we realized that if we build a very complicated system, which is, again, needs an implementation cycle, needs, uh, you know, two developers to implement, um, needs third-party, uh, you know, uh, providers to come in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's going to be a long, complicated cycle to again first get implemented and second get adopted, right? Um, uh, so for us, ensuring that Mason is actually a no-code system, which means that can we provide literally like the playbooks, uh, you know, automations which are like one-click, uh, ensuring that the business user, the founder herself can actually start using, um, uh, you know, a Mason. If they have a sh shop on Shopify, all they have to do is install Mason on top and mm. can they run the business literally from day one, right? So that's how, uh, you know, the thought process was. And that's why no code became so important for us is that, hey, in the end, we have to power the business guy. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Because I have a lot of more, lot for a lot, uh, of other questions as well but i'll slowly start opening up the floor for questions uh so guys uh, tonight just to reset uh, the room here tonight we have koshambi koshambi runs mason 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 basically uh is kind of a no code solution for all the shoppers uh, all the businesses who are there on shopify to help uh, you know create custom growth apps uh, uh, for for shopify as well as to to uh, get insights of their business as well she has been an, a serial entrepreneur she has spent time in paytm mantra and also has been a part of the yc startup school uh, so any questions around either no code e-commerce about your business in general and the way you think no code can be leveraged for your business everything is on the table so please uh, you know if anybody has a question feel free to uh, unmute your mic and ask the question right now uh, we'll go one by one so first person whoever's unmutes the mic they can start off and after that guys just put on your questions in the show's chat if you want and and uh, you know we'll take them one by one from there anybody has a question here uh, i have unmuted i muted a few guys actually yeah yeah please yeah, go I uh how how uh, is mason uh, leveraging the no code in terms of uh, like uh, is it building similar to uh, na10 uh, you might be familiar with na10 mm -hmm. hello yeah so he his question is that uh, how is is it is it something very similar to na10 as in how exactly are they are they doing yeah. it yeah, yeah. yes yes yeah, good question. Thank you. Thank you for your question. Um, and thank you for logging in on, uh, I think, uh, in India, it's, uh, it's Saturday evening. Um, so, um, so yeah, so what, you know, we do not, so this is how I see the evolution of Mason, right? And um, the, at the beginning of a no-code platform, it's important or I think for any startup, right? Any any product that you're building. In the early days, the you know, who you are, who is your target customer, of course, is like the basis of pretty much all your decisions, right? Um, so the first question that you gotta answer is like, who's my target? 
who is actually going to use the product right and the second question is that how do i get help them use adopt the product really quickly in the early days right um so so for uh, mason right hence do i empower uh, uh, for us the uh, customer again as i said is the business guy it's it's essentially your d2c founder right it's is the it's the person who's actually building that brand building that e-commerce store building that e-commerce business building a, a you know new brand uh, 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 online right and uh, that person um honestly speaking in the early days they are not thinking do i want to do custom workflows do i want to uh, you know want a lot of uh, customizations uh, extensibility to to uh, manage uh, my uh, my version of the workflow to to get implemented so that i can run my business better what they're looking for in the early days is essentially hey, tell me 10 top things that i need to do to ensure that my business runs really well today right and if you can help me with 10 out of the box templates or 20 or 100 out of the box templates uh, playbooks uh, when i say templates i mean like playbooks so then it will it it's like super fast adoption because what i can do as a new business who's implementing this new product in my workflow i don't need to really think do I, what is that workflow that i want to create so the focus for us is not whereas for an an aden right the focus is more about creation of this custom workflows etc how do you really integrate and stitch together whereas for us the fo- because the the user for an aden is also someone who's you want to empower someone to build that entire workflow right whereas for us the focus is how do i power you the d2c founder to actually succeed in your business from day one right so hence the difference i would say between us is that our roadmap is evolving into enabling teams to also customize the workflows but the beginning for us 2020 when we launched was not about customization but more about hey these curation right these are the top playbooks these are the top things that you need to do you already have that out of the box you don't really need to think and imagine what you need to do to grow your business so think of it more as a zapier's zapier plays more than anything understood understood so basically uh, you uh, are basically telling that uh, most of the processes were standardized already and you just provided some templates around and to tweak around those templates to tailor for their own businesses right so the processes are not uh, i mean more than standardized uh, think of it this way right it's uh, for in any any industry that you are in you usually get a lot of content everywhere saying that hey these are 10 things that you should do these are 15 trends that you should implement this is how you should set up your workflows right so usually all of that content is non actionable because for what you have to do is that you have to take that content and then you have to create your workflow right so what we did was we we took the top workflows that are already out there and a simple example being uh the example that we were speaking about uh right which is if your uh you know inventory like your t-shirts are running out of stock or your color is not available or the size is not available can you make sure that the information is propagated to all my channels right because i don't want to have a stale uh instagram story that has a t-shirt with a color and a size mentioned on it that's actually not there in my stock right because i'm going to lose my customers if they click on it and they see that hey, this is out of stock right so for us this play for example you'd see a lot of e-commerce experts and content etc mentioning this as an important thing to do what we did was we productized that into a workflow so uh, so more than standardized standardized processes it's more about uh, productizing the workflows that help you operate your business that you need to do anyways but it's really hard because you have to really do a custom lot of custom and ad hoc ad hoc scripting right 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 actually currently i'm building a no code platform for uh, customer uh, cx heads mm-hmm. to automate their uh, processes so that's why i wanted some more suggestions uh, we can like i can uh, get a lot of uh, feedback from you absolutely i think customer 
I mean, honestly speaking, CX is so important for any business, whether you are SaaS or e-commerce, it doesn't matter, right? And uh, any right. any customer interaction, um, for example, for us, we literally have been productizing our entire support um, you know, system, uh, everything from our FAQs to the top uh, queries, everything is uh, almost like 50%, 60% of it is already automated and standardized. Um, and uh, absolutely, I, I think uh, the most important thing is for you might be before you even think about on one side, there's a platform, but if you want to take your platform to market, I, th I think my suggestion would be that is there some industry because every industry has a very specific, like for example, every every business needs automation to run their business, but we honed in on e-commerce as the domain that we want to stick to, right? So I think it's a very similar question uh, that you will have to answer for yourself as you scale is which which industry do I get the maximum velocity and how can I enable people to you know, use the no-code platform for CX to really, uh, you know, quickly run with it from day one uh, so that uh, what, and hence, what could be those top plays that I provide from day one? Understood. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for the detailed uh, explanation. Sohil, can I ask one question? Uh, if like, if hello, hello. I'm really sorry I was speaking on mute. Who was this? Yeah, this is Hamil. Ha, Hamil, please go ahead. Yeah, so uh, as you mentioned that uh, Mason is like uh, Mason's target audience is someone who is new and wants to start an e-commerce store and like uh, does not want to get into nitty gritties of tech uh, for the front door. So how exactly is like uh, Mason, how are you guys targeting your audience? Like how are you messaging it? Like it took me a while to understand if I uh, actually need Mason uh, 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 to with my Shopify store. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So our uh, strategy of go-to-market is actually not uh, uh, directly selling. The, Mason is the entire platform. Uh, so we don't, uh, you know, sell the platform. What we have are uh, essentially, our, our end goal is that Mason is essentially become, is the platform. And so there, uh, you know, anybody... Um, or, or can actually build their own, uh, alluding back to the question that uh, we were just speaking about in CX, uh, essentially it is going to be the no-code platform where people will be able to create their own custom workflows for their e-commerce day-to-day business, right? Um, but uh, today, um, uh, how we go to market is actually we have very specific, very, very specific intent-heavy, uh, you know, uh, use cases that we target. Uh, for example, inventory-based uh, automation and pricing-based automation, etc., and uh, uh, and uh, people are able to find us as they are searching for those as a problem, right? So, if someone's searching for uh, an e-commerce business is searching for how do I, you know, automate my inventory updates, how do I automate my stock updates, etc., they're they're able to find us as a solution and hence use it. Right. Um, so uh, our approach to go to market is essentially very tied to intents and problems that people are looking for, which are specific to a few use cases rather than actually selling out the whole platform. But of course, as as you know, uh, that's literally how you build out a platform. Day one, you sort of start very specific with intents and use cases. And then over time, um, you know, you set up more a platform where others can also start building on top of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for that answer. That is like literally what I wanted to understand. And sorry, I was not able to frame my question. right. No, totally. I got you. No worries. Thank you. Thanks a lot for that. Cause uh, anybody else has a question? I have. I have one. I'll go and probably uh, after this, I guess anybody else can join in. So actually continuing from uh, Piyush's thought, uh it's very interesting to see that currently no code softwares or anybody who's building has actually built uh is actually building keeping an individual in mind um you rightly you pointed out that the note no code softwares were initially used for by by corporates do you see a use case wherein uh, a complete organizational workflow workflow can uh, can basically be productized via no code 
because that's a very interesting use case the way i look at it right from okrs and everything all of these being being uh, being uh, converted into no code just a thought wanted to take your thoughts uh, feel, feel thoughts on that yeah i think definitely a, a business can definitely be built on multiple no code solutions right for each of the different functions um for your communication for example um you know for your entire cx you could use one no code platform you could use whichever tickler platform so also stepping back right um when in the early days of any new kind of a trend in technology what you would see is that usually it's very top heavy which means that it usually is something that is adopted by enterprises or is sold to your cxos right and then as you know as technology evolves as the ecosystem evolves that tech becomes more democratized and then goes on to mass right which is when individuals start also adopting that right um so a very similar uh, situation for let's say in e-commerce earlier it was only large e-commerce organizations who who could actually say that i will come online and you hence you saw a lot of marketplaces being built out but then as, as the technology in retail evolved and things became like things like shopify came out um uh, you know it was it was easier and easier for even individuals to start now you know coming online to build their own e-commerce businesses don't didn't necessarily have to become like an amazon you could literally be a, a you know a brand selling one kind of product and you can still be online right so as tech evolves as technology evolves and becomes more accessible uh, the long tail and mass is also start adopting it so i think in low code also it's no code logo is exactly the same thing which basically means that in the early days you had to be it was something that had to be adopted and had to be sold to uh, you know larger organizations it was clunky it was not very uh, you know easy to use uh, was very hard to integrate multiple systems together to actually make that uh, solution even plausible uh, to be used on a day to day but as now the whole no code Uh, technologies are evolving and it's becoming so much easier for even an individual to start building um on top of uh, that and start utilizing that for their for the growth of their own business right um and so definitely i think till a certain i don't think it's like it's no code and low code versus code right i think it's more about when do you utilize no code versus when do you take a decision to step back and say that no i want to actually start customizing it for maybe my own needs or my own workflows right and uh, and what no code low code helps is it helps you go live faster it helps you change uh, according to uh you know what's happening uh, in the ecosystem like for example uh, if you have a have a system that you have built out using a lot of technology bahut waterfall model 2 3 years of investment of development time and then you know micron strikes or a pandemic happens and then things change at the drop of a hat and now you have to change your system right you have to change that uh, solution or the software that you use it's not going to be easy yeah. to do that whereas if you have a no code solution then you can literally plug play something else you know connect integrate different systems now and actually adapt to what is happening in the environment right you can react to it faster so i think it's more a balance of that definitely you know uh, it's more about the question is how nimble do i also want to remain but at what point when a lot of scale starts happening some of it i'm not i don't want to be as nimble maybe because i want the system to be more reliable and scalable um and i'm okay giving off agility uh versus for some of the systems which are probably more customer facing etc communication heavy i want to remain more nimble right so i think it it's more a balance of that uh, decision uh, and depends on the kind of business you are as um, as a communication first business you probably want that part of your business to be more nimble if you are a services first business you definitely want maybe your services operations services and operations to be more nimble right so it, it, it a lot of it will be balanced based on what is your business and um how which are the parts that you want to keep very agile to react to uh, uh what's happening in your environment yeah yeah 
thanks a lot for that answer course i have a few more but i guess shrini has a question shrini you can go ahead hey thank you uh, so i have this question like uh, a part of it is what percentage of your entire product is based on or has been built on low code low code tools none <laughs> i i would say not our product so mason is not uh, built on top of no code solutions we are yeah. a, a platform a no code platform that we're building for retail right um so okay. we we haven't uh, uh, leveraged anything for the product but for a lot of our different functions we have uh, so for definitely for our customer support and customer success unit we uh, have leveraged uh, you know intercom really a lot and a lot of their out of the box playbooks and solutions and automations what we're using uh, we, we intercom seems to be working really well for us um, similarly for now for marketing uh, we are starting to use uh, you know airtable and um, a bit of hubspot sort of connected together to create some of our workflows and automate some of our workflows in marketing we definitely also leverage mason honestly for some of our marketing communications too because i mean even though it's for e-commerce some some of them when you when you think of uh, you know some of the updates that happens on a regular basis we can actually leverage mason too so we implemented we we are using that for some of our workflows so we do have we use Uh, I would say Mason, um, uh, you know, Intercom, Airtable, um, primarily to automate and uh, uh, you know create systems. Retool we use Retool quite a bit too. Um, so Mason, Retool, uh, Airtable to uh, uh, create solutions, quick solutions and apps for us to run our own to scale our own units. um uh, but mason itself is essentially a no code platform we are building out so it's not built on top of any other platform okay great uh, thank you so the reason i asked this question is you know i keep uh, talking to many aspiring entrepreneurs and the first time founders basically so in order to execute their ideas right at least to come up to the their mvp or the product launch and i suggest to use any of the existing no code tools or platforms the concern they have is you know will from security perspective and then performance and primarily you know when it gets to the scale does it does these no code tools and platforms can still be used or do i need to go to you know uh, or hire developers and start from the scratch mm-hmm. that's the common question people ask yeah. and they don't truly believe that they can build entirely big applications or you not know, entire product itself uh, totally on these no code tools it, this is such a brilliant point that you bring forward because i think for us for example uh, uh, you know if you check our website one of the interesting things you'll see is that we're talking no code and then if you scroll down you're talking headless so a lot of people have actually uh, you know uh, not our users of course because as i said our go to market is very intent and you know a problems and solution first so uh, we don't hit that problem over there but overall you know influencers and in the ecosystem in the community we've had folks ask that hey like on one side you're saying no code on the other somewhere at the bottom i also see headless that's such a dichotomy right because you're saying no code but you're also saying apis how are they working together right and i think what you're bringing forward is such a such a good point is that what we are seeing at least and this is really true for retail and and it's true even for us as a business you don't want to throw out your internal solutions and workflows just because you're scaling what you want to do is you want to have ability to get started quickly right to be to remain nimble and agile but you definitely would prefer a system that scales with you right so hence for us for example what we are building for uh, e-commerce teams uh, for store automation we're very very conscious that hey we have a dev hub we are not focused on that taking that to market right now because right now our focus is purely velocity getting more users getting more adoption and all of that uh, but as these teams as these customers who are using this product um uh using mason for the last couple of years as they start scaling right we don't 
we don't want to give burden them with the uh, you know problem of hey now i need to drop out and I know, now i need to figure it out and we're seeing it like on one side we have a bunch of almost like 12000 now uh, 12000 plus teams globally d2c brands globally using us and some of these brands and marketplaces like danzo is a customer and we are seeing that hey, because we are headless too they are able to also scale using mason where now using apis they can connect it to their you know custom solutions they can uh, uh you know build a little bit of extensibility they can actually scale and grow on the same platform i think you brought out like a really really good point there and that's my pet peeve with most of the no code solutions that are out there today uh, like a bubble for example is that it's a little hard honestly speaking to really scale as a business on most of those and i think that's the evolution of no code platforms is that you're not going to be only no code but a lot of vertical first platforms will emerge uh, you know mason and more uh, which will essentially enable have uh, you know be no code first because you want to help people get started remain agile but you will provide also headless capabilities because you want them to also scale with you got it got it thank you so much for the detailed answer and thank you so much for your time Thank you thanks, so much for the question. Thanks. The great question. Thanks a lot, Shreni. It was a great question. Uh, Sh- Kamal, you can go next. Kamal, are you there? Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Uh-huh. Hey, guys, thanks for taking time out on this Saturday evening. I guess it's morning there. Uh, so I have this one question. So, like, you're currently operating in the uh, like Canada, US, right? In the Canada, US market, mm-hmm. if I'm not wrong. Yep, yep. US is our prime. So, America is our primary uh, target market. Yes. So, so like what I see right now is like okay, so US market is kind of like prepared for like uh, no code revolution in e-commerce. But uh, like, how do you guys plan to expand this to uh, like the multiple countries? Let's say in India, like maybe D2C has been seeing a growth right now in India. But let's say like in a future when you are looking at as SMB or MSMB or whatever it is for them like. at most like whatever the employees what are working at this particular stages like supply chain and whatever uh, like at at the what do you say more of operational sites they are not much more familiar with kind of like tools what we operate even in no code too, right coding is like totally difficult for them but no code is probably more easier for them so like probably that guy will only need an excel sheet or something like this for uh, like whatever the data is required so how do you plan to scale up this like if you have any plans that's okay or you can say even share your views yeah i think a lot of times when you know folks reach out to us for to join the team i've seen that question emerge from you know really smart kids from india who ask like hey like how do you really want to plan to scale it right and so for me the answer is that hey we are not helping people come online right that's not our job that shopify is doing globally uh, misho uh, dukan uh, bikai they are doing it in india for example they are helping teams come online right are the problem that we are we are really passionate about is that once you come online which is that once you have that system that your back office to run your everyday store performance is something that we want to help we are we are your operating system for your store store uh storefront right um so so absolutely like you know these are all channel partners for us uh, uh, over time as more and more teams come online um you know as uh, as mason expands to uh, right now we are uh, you know completely integrated with shopify but we also uh, you know we had just launched an integration with amazon uh, we'll continue to integrate uh, provide out of the box integrations with more and more different platforms um and hopefully in future with uh, you know as uh, teams like misho or bikai or dukan they start having their own you know platform platformized uh, systems we would definitely uh, you know partner with them to sort of help their uh, uh, you know uh, merchants uh, sort of take leverage the capabilities and the power of, of of an operating system for their storefront right so our focus is not to bring people online uh, this itself is a large market retail just e-commerce itself is uh 20% of the uh, retail market growing every year and within e-commerce uh you know just the segment that we are looking at that itself is a multi trillion dollar 
you know, segment of customers who are already online and who are already, you know, more than 1 million in GMV and actually looking to operate their store every day. So, um, so yeah, so, so to answer your question in a, in a very short uh, or rather to summarize the answer, uh, we are not really focused on bringing anybody online. Um, so there are great teams out there who are already doing that job. Our job is once you come online, you still have to succeed online, right? Uh, so for example, on Shopify, uh, we, almost 70% of the teams, because they cannot really be successful online, the reason they can't be successful is because it's so hard to run your everyday business online with all the data, ensuring that you're taking the right decisions on the data and actually making it actionable, right? So that's the focus area for us. Got it, got it. Thank you. Thank you, Gosh. Thanks, Gosh. Gosh, I have just one last question. And after mm -hmm. that, there's one announcement for you guys, for all of you. Uh, just wait around till the time we finish this because there's one announcement also that i have to make um because i you know uh now that we're closing you know especially for first time founders i wanted to understand from you uh if somebody is starting off now uh what are the few no-code tools which they should at least know about which they you know which which will make their life easier to actually you know one of the key points which you talked about was speed um, and, mm -hmm. and the reaction time becomes very 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 fast you can you can pivot you can do a lot of things so what all what are what are the top three or top five no code tools that you would recommend to first time founders who are starting off which they should have yeah. Um. I, again, uh, some of it will depend on which vertical you're focused on. I knew you were going to um, say that, but yeah. And, and that's the reality, right? Like, because as more and more vertical specific, you know, no-code platforms will come online. For example, uh, you know, for customer success or customer support, for e-commerce customer support, you know, there's something called Gorgias, which helps with a lot of automations for your customer support. Whereas... Globally, if you are a non-e-commerce customer, uh, you know, non-e-commerce business and you need customer support and customer support automation, you might actually be looking at Intercom or Drift, right? So so I'm sure that there are, you know, there'll be that uh, sort of nuance to it. Um, but right now, I think general purpose, I would definitely say like Airtable, Zapier are like your two top things that, uh, you know, you gotta, gotta know um, uh, you because... Airtable helps you literally pretty much it's it's uh, someone like me can create a catalog right and I'm I'm not a developer or programmer in any way and uh, so so definitely Airtable really really helps Zapier uh, again helps taking off a lot of the workflow automations that you need to bother about every day um, uh, Webflow helps in setting up uh, essentially your uh, websites and your landing pages, etc. Right, and um, but of course, if uh, if and Bubble, I think overall for any web app, a lot of people use Adello Bubble. Definitely, uh, you know, these are some names that come to mind. But if you want to go vertical specific, uh, then definitely for a D two C brand, for example, I would say, uh, you know, something like a Gorgias for your support, something like a Mason for your uh, you know, a front end, uh, these are definitely more vertical specific solutions that you got to know about. Nice, nice. Thanks a lot, Koss, for this. Um, anybody else has any question? We can probably take one more. Okay, no, I think any which is we're running short of time and I'll also have to make that announcement. First of all, Koss, it's been a wonderful discussion, yeah. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people here are... Uh, leveraging no-code tools right now to at least test their products out and validate their MVPs and hopefully you know some of them will actually go on to build their businesses over no-code as well <coughs> Mason in itself is doing an amazing job in the in the e-commerce sector so all the best and keep it up uh, Godspeed for you to you guys to you know hopefully conquer more I think you are North America is the market uh, India, I don't know. <laughs> I still think that it's more. It it, it makes more sense to focus to you know to be to be uh, to focus on one geography which has I guess seventy eighty percent of the market 
if i'm not wrong currently i think the numbers are changing right in e-commerce i guess us still uh, is is the leader but now i think the other parts of the of the country i mean of course apart from china um, are, are, are still catching up um, so again uh, thanks a lot for this conversation cause how was your experience of this overall conversation yeah it was definitely good a uh, couple of really great questions coming up and always excited to meet other builders so thank you thank you for um, uh, you know the uh, this opportunity to have a, a nice little uh, i would say very uh, informal yet detailed chat so uh, really enjoyed it thanks a lot cuz i guess that's the way we roll uh, the the conversations here are usually fairly casual but very very informative because we believe that if the moment you become informal the you you can actually go into de- detail on a lot of things which probably you might not uh, have the opportunity to ask uh, in the in the real uh, in in a in a formal scenario so first of all guys thanks a lot for joining in uh, i'll just share my screen um uh, and probably do a small i'll just give all of you guys a small introduction about the builders camp as well uh so cause i guess uh, kamal must have any which was informed you about this so this is our latest and the first initiative of 2022 which we have launched so for all of you builders here uh this is basically a 50 day boot camp that we have launched wherein you can build alongside the best the biggest uh, names in the businesses who will basically help you in uh, in building uh, your products so basically this bootcamp is for those guys who are in the idea stage uh, and are looking to go into the launch phase uh, so an idea to launch journey in 50 days uh, what we help you with is basically with uh going through the whole journey with different frameworks in mind so that you can irrespective of what idea that you are working on you can basically go through the whole structure the whole framework and make your product uh, a reality uh there are no right and wrong answers in entrepreneurship but there is definitely a process these 50 days are going to teach you uh you know the process of going from 0 to 1 irrespective of whatever idea that you're working on right now right now it might be good bad ugly you will get to know during this session session is completely full of workshops assignments feedbacks launch pads so we have got 15 different mentors here right from vinit saxena who's the ex co-founder of mintra uh, akash who's the co-founder of instamojo sairi is there who's the founder of shiros Udit, uh, co-founder of Pitchground, Sohas from TPF, Costa is basically one of the coaches here. Nishita and Nikita Baliar Singh, both of these folks for thirty and thirty. All of these guys will basically be helping and mentoring you guys. You can go through the website. I'm just putting the link here uh, in the show's chat as well. And we have been constantly promoting this. Uh, you know, and we will be doing this for the next two or three weeks. We're just taking in a hundred builders. uh you know and and not uh, not more so uh you can apply this is only for working professionals at this juncture uh and and the whole intent is basically you know the 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 ideal takeaway for you once you have become a part of this cohort or this program uh is basically uh for you to irrespective of whether this idea works or not whenever you are launching or starting to work on an idea this is the process or this is the size that you have to follow uh and and we'll probably delve deeper into it once we get into the cohort uh, any questions you have about the cohort you can just ping me on dm uh, right now if you people are uh, in the discord server and you people apply uh, just use the code tbc uh, cos because you people are coming in from uh, you know koshambi's uh, w uh, water cooler conversation so just use the code tbc cos and you will get an exclusive 30% discount on on the on the plans that we have uh, any questions you have happy to answer anybody you know who thinks can benefit from this uh, plan this this program please feel free to refer uh and we're looking for some really great great uh, you know ideas and products being built here uh 30 50 days idea to launch 
apply the builder's camp that's a small pitch which uh, which i had to make um so i mean that's a little bit about this cause um i, have, I mean i'm sure that we were all, we'll probably have a conversation around this but i guess there's a huge element of no code in this as well especially when we're dealing with the idea stage founders and also we'll have a discussion around that as well so yeah i mean that's that's it from uh, from our side uh, and yeah i mean i guess cost uh, thanks a lot for joining in uh, this is morning there right if i it's, it's mid noon if i understand correctly yeah i mean it's gonna be yep yeah <laughs> yeah cool i guess you have a great weekend then and uh, guys thanks a lot for joining in on a saturday as usual a pleasure there are a few changes happening within the camp this wednesday we'll probably have a town hall in which uh, you know we'll brief you about what all are the are the things which are upcoming uh, so keep an eye out for that a lot of opportunities for you guys to work with the club as well uh, and yeah i mean that's it from our side uh, have a great night have a great weekend and we'll just end it here uh, for all of the guys who are new here please don't forget to put your introductions in the introduce yourself page because that's where you can people will start networking with you it's right below in the community section the first tab introduce yourself please put in you know what you who you are with your linkedin and the and twitter profile so people can start following you as well yeah i mean cause i think this has been a little bit of an extended one hopefully a little bit uh, informative uh, as well uh, cool i think we can just end it off here Thanks a lot guys for joining in thanks cause for doing this Thank you thank you That was the episode Hope you got some rich insights for your idea from this If you like the episode do share it with your friends and rate us on Spotify Google Store and iTunes If you want to join the Water Cooler podcast live, join the club at www.thebuildersclub.me. Until next time, upwards and onwards.